0: Dystor illusions. We are continuing our Sundance coverage. We have a uh, we have the filmmakers for uh, one of the uh, short films for the shorts program, which I highly recommend uh, everyone check out. Uh, there have been a lot of really great shorts this year, and uh, really happy to have the chance to uh, discuss the, their new film GNT. We have all the way from Australia. We have Sarah Herna and uh, Rosemary Vasquez Brown. And uh, just as a quick programming note, I don't think. I spent a summer abroad, or not semester abroad, in Australia, and we've had uh, several Kiwis on the show. But I think you two are our first guests from Australia. So welcome. Very uh, happy to have you. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: An honor. Yeah. um, We are a dynamic duo (laughs) from Sydney. We met in uni and we fell in love with working with each other. Um, I'm Rosemary, by the way. This is my voice. And (laughs) hi, I'm Sarah. And uh, yeah, we just started working together on all of our projects, and that eventually led us to GNT.
0: So GNT uh, for audience members not familiar with the film, I if you if you um, as as with any of our uh, uh, film interviews, I highly encourage you to check on the Sundance website. is really has a lot of great information on each of the films specifically, so I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, it's an animated film uh, with a really great color scheme, and uh, it hits a lot at uh, issues that uh, plague a lot of us right now, with in terms of like social media and being kind of forever uh, terminally online, and and the the kind of content that that gets people uh, started. What what made you um what what drew you to this film?
2: Yeah, um, that's a good question. We were initially working on a pitch bible. Um, we loved the characters and we thought maybe we wanted to make a show about them Um, and we actually made this as a proof of concept just because we loved the characters so much we were making comics about them too um, and we just thought they had a lot of range Mm. and we really related to them so yeah yeah
1: the actual storyline I guess was inspired by like the conversations we were having and just that the lengths people would go to to like validate every disgusting thing about themselves and um even try and commodify those things as well on social media
0: it's something i think about a lot like uh in in terms of uh having uh transitioned five years ago having had a, a lot of uh lot of botox surgery hormones like all this stuff like that you almost feel like you want to get your like money's worth and show the whole world and i see a lot of other trends uh influencers who they get a lot of followers when they post like selfies and i think to myself like i really hate my covid has been uh, horrible in a lot of ways but in some ways like if you just want to wear sweatpants and no makeup around the house it's been kind of a godsend in that regard and uh, you think a lot about, gee, like it, it's it's kind of a stunning reality. And I know a lot of uh, female comedians feel the same way of like the notion of my platform would be bigger if I showed my ass more in really tight leggings on, on social media. That I mean, that's the world we live in.
2: Yeah, I think there's that duality, though. I think Glenn um, is in a position where she probably shouldn't feel like that. I think the world really tells her that she shouldn't be validated so much externally, and yet she still goes out there and and really tries, um, but in kind of a vain and sort of gross way at times as well. But I think there's also that intimacy with social media. Um, you know, people really just turn on selfie cam and give pieces to camera about nothing all the time, <laughs> and I watch them. <laughs> and yeah. I think that's, that's part of the the feeling of intimacy that you get with social media even though it's usually um not necessarily authentic.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of sometimes jealous of our main character Glenn and how how open she is to sharing everything. I sometimes I'm like, mm, wonder what potential I could have on social media if I <laughs> did the same." <laughs>
0: So uh, uh, thrush thrush is something that takes uh, uh, is, is plays a major role in in the narrative. A term that I was kind of like familiar with is is, is is thrush something that is uh, said a lot in Australian culture.
2: Yes, we didn't know that it uh, didn't translate so well. We probably would have changed it if we if we had known. But um, thrush yeah. is just a yeast infection, just yeah. a regular old yeast infection.
1: Is it called chips in America or not?
0: Yeah, we've heard it's called chips i uh, i'm not a hundred percent sure i've only had a vagina for about 15 months now um i did I, this it's it's kind of a this is a good platform to to talk about that stuff though because we covered when i had a uti that I, I was about to say it was covered extensively i mean it kind of was uh that's not not something to be proud of but we, we also just did an episode yeah, we also just did an episode on menstruation with a professor from Columbia University and a PhD student from uh, University of British Columbia up in Canada. So, hmm. I mean, we, we talk about this stuff a lot, and we talk about also just the need to to, to be open, the fact that, uh, in you know, it, it's if a film like this aired... Uh, I'm not too familiar with the, uh, obscenity laws in, in Australia, but like something like this would totally get censored in England a while ago. And that's really, really not fair when you think about kind of the double standard of, uh, yeah. things that, that male comedians are allowed to talk, to, talk about. And there's this still like this sort of this, like, um, even if it's not really all that taboo anymore, there's still kind of like the sense that it used to be taboo that we're still kind of living with.
1: Yeah,
2: for sure. I think we come up against that all the time. What do you think? Yeah,
1: people are so like they, they're like, oh, it's um quite disgusting, and I'm like, but is it because we <laughs> hear like horrible dick jokes all the time? Um, but it's um we're also seeing so many like thrush remedies online as well, and there are so many hilarious ones. Like some people are like, yeah, shove a whole clove of garlic up your vagina, it works. To solve yeast infections and so we thought that was so laughable and one lady really did that she shoved a clove of garlic up her vagina and four
2: minutes later she felt it coming out of her eyes and she took it out, and we were just like,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, her eyes were like watering, and she could taste the garlic. And yeah. we're like that's not right. <laughs> and also the impulse uh, or
2: compulsion to to share it. And we just, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's too funny. She she should know how inspiring she really is. That lady.
0: <laughs> are you are you familiar with the company Goop uh, over yeah. in Australia?
1: Oh, of course. I've watched of course. all the Netflix episodes. Oh, yeah. so have you really? yeah
0: <laughs> i like I, I they won't give me a clear answer i can, i've asked them numerous times but not really for like serious concerns but just I, I i've asked whether the vagina eggs are good for trans women but um they they have not gotten back you think they'd want to they'd want to make a sale i don't know i'm not really too eager to to put stuff like that up there but um yeah it's 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 something that um You know, I I guess like in terms of like a a lot of your film focuses on like the idea of education on on these kind of subjects Um, Mm -hmm. in terms of influencers and all of that. I mean, it is is kind of it can be important. It's important that people know that putting garlic up your up up there is not really the best idea on the planet Earth.
2: No, just get the canestin three day treatment if you're worried. Like, honestly, that's the only thing you need to do. (laughs) And it's probably the only thing we didn't mention in our film.
1: (laughs) We hope um, we, we'd like to, yeah, kind of give the right information in the same way as, like, making jokes the whole time, but I'm sure our characters don't really lend to that. Like, I'm sure they're going to give bad advice yeah. if there's more content out there about them.
2: Yeah, take no advice from Glenn, Nikki, or Tammy. I don't think they're very trusted sources. But I think for us it was important that, um, that people did at least get the sense that we had researched it a lot.
1: We have. We know everything there is to know about Thrush. <laughs>
0: I mean, I I think that's kind of why it's so funny, though. I mean, a thing that um I often point out with um you know when when like sort of edge lord comedians will make trans jokes or gay jokes, it's like, well, this is the same joke that's been made for like like twenty thirty years now, and like it's kind of tired, and it, uh, sometimes it doesn't really uh, hit at the you know it just like plays to old stereotypes i think the real humor comes from when you're really when you have a thorough in-depth knowledge of a topic and then you can kind of you know the ins and outs you know where to find the humor
2: Yeah. And I think also just the fact that these characters were so based on us and on our friends. I mean, not in terms of personality, but in terms of the conversations that they have and the conversational style of the film. Mm -hmm. That was really taken from a lot of conversations that we were actually having. So I think uh, that sort of helps. uh, Well, I hope helps tell the story, helps tell the girl's story Mm -hmm. um, and have some basis in reality, even
1: though it gets very exaggerated and chaotic. We also had so many more funny jokes because it was like initially a 20 minute film. We had to condense it down to just the four minutes but we had such <laughs> we had so for, many funny jokes for more laughs. <laughs>
0: um one thing that really just stuck out at me, I, I think I've watched it about three times now. That's uh, the other beauty of shorts. You can't really watch uh, a feature film that many times in this stretch. But uh, the color scheme is just, it's its beautiful. It's also, it's just so perfect. Like you, the, the There's a lot of pinks and white, white and black, and yeah. it, it it's very endearing. And you, you do kind of want to see more of that world because you created such a unique space in just a short period of time.
1: Thank you. It's so nice to hear. We love it so much. We um, we were initially going to color it like completely fully and you know just generic colors I guess um, but found we were losing a lot of like the illustrative-y pretty style that we love so much especially from when making comics and um, yeah and so we eventually found like the pinks and the and the red tones and um, yeah fell in love with that so much.
2: And yeah I think it helps to keep it illustrative for us. Uh, we really didn't want it to look like anything else that we were watching either um and we had already made so much of that world beforehand i also think it helps guide the eye though a little bit there's there's a lot there's a lot to look at in every frame and i think it helps to sort of peel back the color scheme a little bit Mm. i'm glad you liked it though yeah
0: yeah, it I'm always I mean animation I we, I cover a lot of indie films and docs and stuff and like for me it's never really the budget but it it's kind of the the inventiveness what people can do with uh uh what they have in front of them and the imagination and the writing and uh you know I, I I've heard I've heard a billion jokes about uh like activewear and athleisure and the way that that we've uh you know that our society uh, treats that kind of stuff and yet like the way that you were able to you you found something kind of new in it i was laughing and uh like it, it just it, it it struck home at me and it's always good to find uh humor that that crosses uh bounds i, I know a lot of times humor is more regional or uh, national and um it's always fun when you get to share uh sort of another country's humor because you feel like it's a part like uh, somebody who hadn't been to australia would still uh, i assume probably laugh as much at this and i as i did
2: Damn, thank you so much. That's really good to hear because we don't know that. And it's really, it's quite hard for us to, uh, I think, gain access to those kind of opinions and that feedback.
1: So thank you. Yeah, we were really looking forward to actually being in a cinema somewhere overseas and like listening to the real time reactions. Yeah, yeah. We'll just have to take people's word for it from now on. (laughs)
0: i imagine with uh yeah with the way that sundance i mean that's part of like um you know sundance gets that reputation for being like uh, very artsy and uh you know putting out some of the best uh, more serious films of the year and i've seen a lot of the slate already and uh some of them uh definitely fit that bill but a lot of them are very funny and i just think like last year thinking back to some of the the comedies it's really great when you it, it's something that's been missing in this pandemic the sense of being in a room with people who have chose to, to be there to kind of take that leap and seek out another like a new to try something new uh and that's something that that short films uh definitely attract a certain audience that are, are, are really there because they want to be on the cutting edge of entertainment and to, to to see kind of like what's next what are what are uh, you know tomorrow's uh uh, creators creating today, and I think that, you know, and also in the way that you talk about this uh, being a, kind of a pitch, it's it's the kind of thing, you watch four minutes of, of the short, you want more, I mean it could have gone on for a lot longer oh my god, you're saying everything we
1: ever wanted to hear Hello. <laughs> yeah, we really really want to make this into something more because we, we still have so many stories with these three characters, and we so badly want to create it and yeah. don't have the um time yet and like the <laughs> the materials to do it but we're hoping we keep working on it constantly we've been working on it for like what, four years now yeah we've been working on it for a while but also going back to what you said about um
2: about missing out on on seeing people in a cinema I think it's really strange that like we we were sort of spoiled right at the beginning of this film seeing it in a cinema and then Every other time that people have watched it, it's just been one-on-one, like them with a the laptop. I just can't imagine
1: that, everyone watching on a little laptop. Yeah. It, just looking at the characters, it feels You said, befo- Sarah said before that it's like suited, kind of like lying in bed, like resting
0: your laptop on your boob and like yeah, <laughs> watching it. Eating <laughs> but, old pizza. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But well, uh,
0: I've had the um, I've had the experience of uh watching it uh first on uh I watched it. i uh, sent a Vimeo link, so I normally I try to watch everything on a on a TV because I think that's probably the the best way to do that, and well, it's the most ideal way. I did watch it. Uh, I didn't want to hook that. My partner was working in the living room and I was in the office, so I watched it on the computer again. I think it plays well on both, and it does. It does kind of. It's the kind of thing that you would um you know, pack a bowl, uh, smoke some marijuana and, 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 watch that. I could see people, uh, laying in bed in their, in their, uh, a- athleisure and, uh, active. Is athleisure a term they use in Australia? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I have some Australian, I don't wear, I don't wear my, I have, I have three tiers of athleisure. I'm a certified yoga teacher, but I only teach in like, like $20 ones. Cause I don't want, like, you know, you only get one, wear out of that. And then I have the ones I wear around the house and then I have ones where I want people to look uh, that are the tight ones. And some of those are Australian, <laughs> the Lorna Jane brand. Uh, uh,
2: yeah. Lorna <laughs> loves said- She's idolized here. <laughs> Lorna Jane is like a powerhouse here. <laughs>
0: Yeah. they're great they're they're high quality i wear those to the uh, disneyland's clothes so i don't wear i don't wear those much anymore because i need the there you, you those are special occasions you don't want to wear those out too much you said that you um th- this has been a project that's been in the works for years is it i mean is it is it kind of hard to when when you've got like this fully developed I, I assume there's a lot of adventures that these girls are going on that that exist on your head right now hopefully we'll you know you get to tell them Uh, later on but is is it hard to just kind of pick like okay i've got this expansive world i've created now we've got a a short that's a couple minutes we've got to kind of condense this and also like hit a home run with it because you know you got to make it very funny
1: yeah we had um so many stories to pick from and we're like which one is going to be the best and easiest to tell in the time we had we were going to tell one all about like body hair at one point um and wrote like a full-on script for that and um then we're like uh, maybe Thrush is funnier. Maybe it's like different. Maybe there weren't many narratives we had heard that were about Thrush and um, thought it would lean well to the world we were thinking of. Yeah. And
2: I think I think that was almost in some ways secondary, um, as in the Thrush thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like at the time we were more thinking about what was the story that we could tell in four minutes, and that was the one that felt like it had the, the best potential for a four-minute yeah. film. I think all of our other stories had – uh, maybe longer
1: too many ideas running to times it.
2: Yeah. yeah and and the arcs were a little bit too big this one felt like it could stand alone at four minutes which that was actually probably one of the most difficult parts for us how was how would we take an excerpt of something and develop it into something that could actually stand alone as well we we ended up making a four minute short because that's just what we could do with the two of us like we didn't think it was feasible to animate more than 4 minutes um in a year just with the two of us and and have something that was actually really developed um so that was really difficult and i think it's i mean it's good in some ways because i think it's given us a lot of experience now to develop more but um i would have loved to see some of those other stories come through as well yeah <laughs> it was it was definitely a hard process <laughs>
0: So the film—it was just the two of you animating the the entire thing.
2: Yes, yeah, it was just you animating on it.
0: That that's that's remarkable. I, you know, if you if you're if you're listening and you haven't seen the film and you're thinking about doing it and you just like type into Google like the the animation, the fact that you did four minutes—that's that's that's really that's that's remarkable.
1: Thank you. Thank you. We did it all in Photoshop. (laughs) (laughs) Don't
0: tell anyone else that. (laughs) Animation faux
1: pas. You're not meant to animate in Photoshop in any way, but we did the whole thing in it. <laughs> yeah,
2: shout out to Adobe.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's kind of that's kind of the story of this 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 era, especially like with as, as many podcasts as there are, and the ways that people are like bucking the stereotypical like uh, network network pitches. We we had um, it won't air before this interview. Um, this interview will air ahead of that one, but we recorded uh, with the Slam Dance Film Festival a similar project that was kind of in, intended as a pitch, um, like a, a a short that that they want to to sell as a series. And I was just thinking, like like the the how how unique the this era is that like you really do. It's it's not just a proof of concept in the sense that it's like uh, that it, that it's something that's quality, but in terms of like okay. This can attract like a, a a specific audience. Like that's that's something years and years ago, or even not even the not even that far into the past. Like you you wouldn't know if something was a good idea or not really until it aired. And you know that can be expensive as a flop. Like it's good to see. It's good to have the ability to mm. uh, kind of kind of get that.
2: Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. It's really helpful, and I think it also makes the whole process way more accessible to people starting out. Yeah. Like, how would we have done this otherwise we wouldn't know how to go about it at all
1: no and it's also so clear what's missing from the animation industry or even like tv shows that are out there as well it's really everything's yeah it's so accessible to us to see that our idea was something that was missing from that and could be something great in the future and hope we get the opportunity to do it
0: well I know you probably uh, in in australia uh, I know that uh you know this uh, this is a, it's a different kind of festival but i mean it's it it is such a tremendous honor to uh be selected for for sundance so congratulations there that's it's just a huge deal thank, thank you me.
2: so much yeah dream. We're, yeah we're so on it with so yeah good and
0: us i I'd be remiss if uh with our first Australian guests um there's an Australian comedy that I always showed like the second second day i arrived there but um when i meet australians around and i bring it up uh, every one of them has known it uh the the film the castle
1: oh hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) i always watch it for some reason when i'm flying out of australia and then i'm immediately homesick and i'm like nah take me back (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny and just so true and reminds me of every one of my family members every time i watch it Yeah, you should yeah. watch Muriel's Wedding next. I think if you haven't already. Yeah.
2: Which one? Muriel's Wedding with Tony Collette. Okay. Claire.
0: That's yeah, another. I've heard of that one.
2: Yeah, it's another kind of classic. It's it's a similar vibe to the Castle, if you can
1: call it a vibe. <laughs> I am in love with that film as well. Yeah.
0: Well, like uh, you know, landing at Park City and seeing the mountains, I, I think you may uh, like looking around. You may be inspired to take in the the serenity, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: <laughs> Ah, the serenity.
0: (laughs) That's a that's a we should yeah that's that's a it's a great film. But um, and uh, GNT is a great film, and you can view it uh, as part of the shorts on January twenty eighth. That's correct, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a lot of that. Slate. That's a very good, you know, for for, for audience members. That's a really great uh, package. The shorts. I mean, they always they always do a good job with Sundance uh, with the shorts. But uh trend is honor. These are not these are not ideal times. It's ideal times for podcasting because uh, we can do more interviews now that uh, don't have to be on the go all the time. And uh, there's a lot. Of, like it's nice to. Uh, watch films at, at watch sundance films and have food in your stomach because there's no food in uh, park city but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fun these are different they're more comfortable times to be doing this but uh with all of that there's all the there's the the uh on wonder that's missed the serenity that's missing so um it, it's been great to to chat with you what's next on the horizon
1: should, we're just going to try get through sundance um we've got heaps of like I guess interviews and just promoting ourselves and our beautiful film, and then hopefully, yeah, keep developing it because yeah, we don't want it to be over yet.
0: I I wouldn't blame you. It's a great film, uh, Sarah Rosemary. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been a pleasure. I, I I GNT is is definitely one. I've seen a bunch of the shorts. It's definitely one of the standouts from Sundance.
2: <laughs> Damn! Thank you so much. Thank you for having it means us. It's a lot coming from you, especially. Yes.
0: Well, thank you. And uh, to all of our listeners, our Sundance coverage will continue. Um, I have actually no idea when it's going to end. We're planning stuff deep into February. So we'll see how all of that goes. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.